the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Looking for strategies to help you protect your portfolio in these uncertain times? Visit RobBlack.com. RobBlack.com. Powered by EP Wealth. National Donut Day. (laughs) Yeah. Who doesn't like a little bit of dough in a jacuzzi of grease? Yum, 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 yum. Krispy Kreme, Dunkin' Donuts, you have to go into the store for the holiest of holy days. I know you're saying that's a donut hole joke, right? Yes. NASDAQ was up 1.2% yesterday. The SP 500 up 1%. The Dow Jones Industrial Average up one half of 1%. Um, <clears throat> worthy of note, anything from yesterday that's um, sticking in my mind. It was a very lame day. Not a lot going on except for the debt ceiling deal got done and Wall Street wanted to get that, that worry put aside. We all said it would be get done. We all knew it would get done. We all got nervous at when it get done. And we'll do this all again in another year or two again. Typically creates buying opportunities, not selling situations. Again, I base this theme on capitalism more so than that's just the way the market works. I think when the market creates inflation, Capitalism has a way of dealing with it. I think when the market um, creates, how shall we say, some, um, it's too easy to get a job. It's too easy to get a high paying job. Ultimately, that creates wage inflation, for instance, and the market has a way of dealing with that, too. So that's all out there. Keep hearing about El Nino. Um, It's going to be a hot summer is what they're saying. Hot summer equals more hurricanes. More hurricanes equals price of oil potentially moving higher. I'm not a weatherman. I don't even play one on TV. So this could hit the global economy to the tune of $3 trillion through 2029. A lot of economic damage happens from weather. Um. I don't know. I, I, I don't really want to get into the weather conversation. I, do, I don't know why. I just I feel like that's probably a good one to, to avoid. The Pentagon's buying Starlink terminals to use in Ukraine. The Defense Department announced it will purchase Starlink satellite terminals from Elon Musk's SpaceX to bolster Ukraine's defenses in a fight uh, against Russia. The agreement is the latest curveball in what's been a very contentious relationship between Elon Musk and the United States military. Terminals have been crucial for preserving Ukraine's communication infrastructure during the war. Musk tweeted several months ago that he doesn't want them used to create a conflict of escalation, which he thinks could lead to World War III. Putin is continually looking pretty, um, how shall we say, pathetic, um, anemic. Anemic is the word I was looking for. Just not very strong. Totally misguessed how the war would go in Ukraine. Um. 
Target warned that its sales and profits would be lower than anticipated this year due to slowing consumer demand. As a result, it's planning to ramp up promotions on spring merch to clear out its bloated inventory. Floral printed throw pillows. Woo! As we move into summer, that 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 merch has to move. Target is not executing well. Costco and Dollar General have also said Americans are pulling back on spending. We keep hearing this. There's a recession coming in the back half of the year. And sure enough, Target saying that consumers are acting like that. A little bit of sad news. Billy Joel is ending his um, an amazing run, which if you've never seen him in concert, I think it's worthy of seeing. And if you can see him in New York, he is the quintessential New Yorker. But he's had this uh, gig with Madison Square Garden, which is a publicly traded company. And they own the Knicks and the Rangers. So it's a pretty interesting company. Plus the the event itself. Um, so he's going to end his run in July 2024. Joel's performed monthly at Madison Square Garden since 2014. By the time he drops the mic, he'll have logged 150 concerts. That is crazy. I'm not the biggest Billy Joel fan. Like, I won't listen to it on a road trip. But if it comes on, I'm like, hey, kids, listen to this. Gather around. This guy's pretty good at what he does. Let's move on to today because we've kind of hit the headlines from the last 24 hours that we need to hit. Um, today is Employment Report Day, first Friday of every month. I think it's the most important economic data day of the year, uh, of the month, <laughs> of the year. Well, we get 12 of them. If people have jobs, they spend money. And it goes back to my thought on capitalism. Companies like Target, companies like Microsoft figure out ways for you to spend money with them. Sometimes they're better at it than others. Right now, retailers are really struggling with a weakening consumer. But if you have jobs, you're very likely to, how shall we say, spend your paycheck. It's the American way. The Senate approved very rapidly the, what is it called? I've The name of the bill slips me. It's the debt deficit. I don't know. I, I'm going to drop that and just move on and say they approved it 63 to 36, the debt ceiling bill. It's got another name to it that's kind of wonky. Um, so Lululemon and MongoDB, uh, positive, solid earnings. So you get a debt ceiling deal. You get a little bit of, how shall we say, uh, no volatility on Wall Street. The VIX, the volatility index, is, is not at record lows, but it's anemic. It's not doing much. You get some good earnings out, and the SP 500 is going to have another good day today, it looks like. The May employment report featured a 339,000 increase in non-farm payrolls, according to an establishment survey. Moderation in average hourly earnings growth, which should please the Federal Reserve. The labor force participation rate held steady at 62.6%. The unemployment rate jumped from to 3.7% from 3.4%. That is a really good employment number. I cannot stress that enough to you. And that, again, means we're getting paychecks. And sure enough, um, new video game came out yesterday. Me and the boys got it. We started playing it. Uh, We feel good about the economy because we have a job. Our daddy has a job. Um, Capitalism. Capitalism. If there's one thing, if I have a heart attack today, and good golly, that's going to happen one day, right? Um, That jobs report's the most important thing to look at. It's trending in the right direction. It's, It's still very fully employed. Um, if we can go to four and a half percent, that would probably curb a little bit of inflation. 
but we're not there yet. So we're at 3.7% up from 3.4%. 3.4%, if you don't have a job, you're not looking. 3.4% is, that's pretty healthy. Woo. And the job openings reports, if you don't like the pay you're getting, go look at job openings because someone was willing to pay you more. Okay, so what do we need to look at with the employment numbers? A little bit more work, a little bit more scratching here because it's niche and I got the fever to talk about it. The May unemployment rate, 3.7%. Persons unemployed for 27 weeks or longer accounted for 19.8% of the unemployed versus 20.6% in April. That is devastating when you're long-term unemployed. And I have a friend of the family right now who tech guy, and he's, there's been a lot of tech job losses in 2023. And he's starting to hit that long-term unemployed. He comes from a filthy rich family, so he's going to be okay. But um, that's some of the problems out there, the, the long-term. It really wreaks financial damage on your future. May average the hour earnings were up three-tenths of a percent versus a downwardly revised four-tenths of a percent in April. Over the last 12 months, average hourly earnings have risen 4.3%. That's a little bit too hot. Remember Goldilocks. She's 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 our, our economics lady of the day. Not too hot, not too cold. You want it just right. When you're at 2%, you're starting to get on the cold side. When you're at 4%, you're starting to get on the hot side. I would like to see that number more around 2.5-3%. But it's okay. I'm, I'm not going to take other people's wages away from them. Um, what's the time? Ah, there we go. My clock's a little wonky today. The average work week in May was 34.3 hours. Unchanged, ultimately. Labor force participation held stay at 62.6%. That's a good number, and Wall Street likes it. Coming up, more hints, tips, tricks. Let's get you to retirement. Let's get that 401k going. I'm Rob Black. What's the best way to choose a financial advisor? Download our guide at robblack.com. That's robblack.com, powered by EP Wealth. One of the things I did during the commercial break was take a look at the markets and we're having an up day on the S&P 500, on the Dow, and the NASDAQ. But what was interesting is I looked at NVIDIA slightly down, Apple slightly down, AMD slightly down. So some of the recent big-time leaders are taking a breather, which I'm totally fine with. If I could lock in the gains, if we're playing that silly whammo uh, game show where you go lock it in. If I could lock it in, I would. But in the end, I'm a long-term patient investor. But today, we're not getting leadership from the big boys as much. And that's good because, like I said, the NASDAQ's still up. So it's getting a little bit better breath. Some of the other players are having a nice day, which ultimately you want, in my opinion. Now, there's going to be a big thing coming on Monday. What is it? It's something that gets people very excited in the world of uh, Apple. I own shares of Apple. I'm telling you about an event that happens every June. The WWDC, the Worldwide Developers Conference. And typically, this is where we're going to start seeing what they're working on that's coming out next. Maybe it'll be some of the new features in the watch. Maybe it'll be some of the new features in the phone. Maybe it'll be a new type of... 
iPad. I don't know. What everyone is really looking for is reality one, uh, the virtual reality, augmented reality headset that they're going to give the code so the developers can go make cool apps so that when it comes out in two, three, four months from now, that the developers will say, you know, you want to buy our game, you want to buy our mapping software, you want to buy. So and, and they'll make some money off it. Last year, Apple pulled in over a trillion dollars, a trillion, not a billion in revenue from the app store. Now, with that said, it's they've got the developing developer army. If you like army of the dead and you're like, I love zombie armies. Apple has an army of developers. Now, I don't really, really, really think the reality headset should move the stock. It might. It might. Notice that um, Meta came out yesterday and said, oh, by the way, we got a Quest 3 coming this fall. They want to steal a little bit of thunder from Apple. My expectation is Apple is going to come up with a very pro version of augmented reality headset. It'll have some features that that die, that do not come out in the second version or the consumer version that will come out next year. Um, I can tell you that colleges are very excited to get their hands on the headset and starting programs where like you're in a journalism program, you're in a engineering program. Um, the creative side of the headset will be very interesting to see how it's embraced by the average person. But I can tell you universities are clamoring. That's a good thing. Um, because if we're creating jobs, that's going to tell you the long term for Apple still is quite nice or even meta. I think the augmented reality world gets boost on Monday. Um, still not ready for prime time. We'll see. We'll see when it is. It could be next year. Uh, but stock could move to 200 next week. I mean, it, it it has that ability now. There's a catalyst right there. But the real catalyst is in two simple letters. What if on Monday, Apple says artificial intelligence, also known as AI? People might wet themselves with excitement. Ooh. We saw what happened with NVIDIA when they said the words AI in their last conference call. We've seen numerous companies report and they're, so they're saying AI, 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 AI. You can hear sometimes like, you know, meta um, conference call recently. Was it 26 times they said the word AI? Something like that. So Apple has been on Terra this year. The stock is up 38%. Apple's annual Worldwide Developers Conference begins June 5th. The tech giant typically announces its upcoming products at the gatherings, and investors will be keen to see some business updates. Any mention in Blueprint outline of a broader AI strategy for Apple could be a potential game changer, pushing the stock to 205 bucks. So it says one analyst, Dan Ives, who's more right than wrong. I like his career. He's on my Google Alerts. So... Um, last week I went over some of the analysts who anytime they're in the news, I want to see what they say. And I don't want to see what they say on CNBC or Bloomberg. I want to see what they say in any other news out there. Financial times. If I get that alert, I'm like, let's see what Dan Ives had to say to the financial times. I'm just constantly educating myself. Major tech companies like Microsoft and Google or Alphabet have been racing to come out with AI products and the popularity of ChatGPT raises the stakes of what AI could do for a company. 
Apple has not been vocal at all. So instead, we're focused on the AR goggles, which will run about $3,000 a pair. Like I said, um, it's going to be trial and error in the first year. Let's see what people will, will stick with. What's, let's see what they don't like. But we'll also get information on the iOS 17 update. I use um, the developer software on my iPhone. So I'm on the developer, um, what is it, list. So every couple of weeks, I get a new version of their operating software. So I don't even know what the current software looks like. I'm using Next Generations, which is pretty funny because I don't really think of myself as um, a first adopter, but I guess I am on software. And I do. Good golly. Apple does so many things so nice. And Google does too. I don't want to diss people who have Google phones. Um, it's just Apple prices them as luxury items. And that seems to work for the stock. It, it creates great margins. And, um, you know, I'm a family of four and we're all Apple products because a couple of years ago, I'm like, we're not getting to separate phones and we're not getting separate storage. We're going to unify under one. And that'll probably last for my kids their whole lifetime. Or as long as phones are a thing, um, near-term risks are out there for companies like Apple with the consumer slowing down with inflation, with high interest rates. Oh, by the way, I heard a really some negative reviews on the Apple bank product where they're yielding 4.15% or something like that. Um, I have an Apple card rewards card and I automatically have it go into that 4.15% savings. And it's, it's like maybe $500, right? But I want that 4% versus zero. I don't want it. It's just sitting there in rewards. Um, there's been some reviews recently that getting your money out and getting it back to you or transferring it to another institution is difficult. But it's like, oh, we'll give it another day. It'll show up. Give it another day. It'll show up. There's concerns that China will lock down again with rising COVID-19 cases. I know. Doesn't that seem like a bad memory? Um, Apple investors had China shut down on them last year and COVID is, is making a comeback in China again right now. The stock goes up and down with the direction of China at times. I think any supply chain issues or tick down in demand in China would be the biggest risk for Apple right now. Otherwise they're trading well, trading at 22 times, 27 times forward earnings. That's high. Historically it's 22 and a half. AI can give it one more sizzle. AR can give it a sizzle. But you want to own it for the long term, not the short term. Visit the Rob Black Show online at robblackshow.com. Listen to archived podcasts, market updates, and information from EP Wealth's certified financial planners online at robblackshow.com. So you know the student loan issue that's out there, right? Now Biden has tried to forgive a lot of debt. Successfully, um, but not all. And Congress does not. The House of Representatives do not like that. What does the debt of student debt have to do with me? I own stocks and I want the consumer out there who is under 35 years old to be spending money. Because if they're spending money on the in the economy, it's typically in stocks that I own like Apple. Target was mentioned in an analyst call this week from J.P. Morgan that he's lowering his rating on the stock in large part with a $144 price target from 182. 
He wrote in a research note that a resurgence of student loan payments will add even more pressure to the stock after recent political controversies and consumer challenges have already hit it hard. So Target is having some problems with pride. Pride month started yesterday. Um, Conservative America um, is riled up. And I'm trying to speak in a very you know, monotone kind of way is to not give an opinion piece here. But when there's drama, it's not good for retailers. Um, they're afraid that there's going to be some people who are a little too riled up that may cause a little bit of violence inside of their stores. And there's one thing I'll tell you. Um, I don't like going into San Francisco, Chicago, New York City. Uh, anymore. I love visiting, getting in, getting out as fast as I can, trying to hit the big things that I need to hit and get in and getting out as fast as I can. Um, I don't really like shopping in big cities. There's too much, too many stories in the news. Like if you go to Chicago now, there's a new law in Chicago. Get this. Uh, police are not allowed to chase you on foot. So if you go into a store, you grab 10 pairs of jeans and you just get out of the store and you start jogging. You can outrun the police because he's only allowed to walk after you. I know, I know, I know this is getting really political really fast, but it's also the haves and have nots of capitalism. What we've created is a problem for companies like Target, Dollar General, Walmart, and others. Um, but adding to that, the potential recession looming, the slowdown in the consumer, the our credit cards are 20% now. So when you buy something at Target, it, it hurts. It's a little bit of a pinch. Um, if you're buying it with a credit card and carrying month to month kind of debt. But now factor in student loans, and that's another negative. Now, here's the thing, and this stinks because I want to buy shares of Target, but because I'm mentioning that I want to buy shares of Target, I now have to wait three days to buy shares of Target. The only reason I would ever, ever own Target in my life is the dividend. The only reason I would ever own Costco is the dividend. The only reason I would ever own Walmart is the dividend. I don't think they're going to come out with Target 2.0. I don't, you know, yeah, they did get some efficiencies from curbside delivery and turning their uh, stores into warehouses and, and sending stuff to your home. But it's not that great of a business revisionist there. Um, so I like when stocks hit problems. I like it a lot. Um, I bought more tech stocks in the last 12 months than I did in the last two years before that. Um, and I've done very, very well adding to my positions. I, I'm trying to give you a philosophy here. Um, I once in high school, there was a girl who I had a crush on and the black part of your eye, I think it's called the pupil. I don't know. Um, let me Google this. So I don't go down our road. That's all crazy. Um, yeah, it's the pupil. Her pupil wasn't circular. It looked like a keyhole. So she had a beautiful blue, but she had the white part of her eyes, the blue part of her eyes. And then the pupil was, it was broken. It was like the egg yolk when she was born cracked in there and it spilled out. And she thought she was hideously deformed. And I thought you're the only person on the planet I've ever seen like that. And that makes you unique. Um, I see things differently than you do. I don't want stocks at 52 week highs. I've got a lot of shares at Apple right now that I'm doing covered calls on because it's a, it's a concentrated position and I'd like to get rid of some of it. And it's at an all-time high. So I'm saying, if it goes to 210, I'll sell 5%. If it goes to 220, I'll sell another 5%. So I'm doing calls on a higher level. 
but I would sell the shares. I'm not going to raise cash if he gets called away and buy back the shares or anything like that. Um, it's a strategy. Now, ideally, it doesn't go super high and just keeps lingering up and I get the premium from the covered calls. I don't want you doing that. That is a strategy for a professional. That is a strategy for someone who's eyeballing it all day long. And on Monday, if it jumps to 210, my 205 calls are going to get, I'm going to say bye-bye to. Because the the person who, who bought my call, who I sold it to, He's going to say, you know, it's at 210. I bought it for 205. Thank you, Mr. Black. So hedge funds, ching, and he'll get his little mathematical return. Um, I don't want you doing that strategy. I cannot say that enough, but I'm telling you what I do. And I like right now, the most thing I'm attracted to are dividend stocks because I'm getting older. They're, They're looking sexier to me. So names like Caterpillar and Target, I don't care if they're at 52-week highs. I care if they pay their dividend. Does that make sense? I think so. Um, Ideally, they do a little bit of growth and a little bit more of income. And in some years, it's a little more growth and a little less income. I'm fine with that, too. Anyhow, and anyway, let's move on. Um... Someone asked me for a stock pick that I think is a good idea. And I, I threw this out the other day. Um, I think Target right now. So, again, only because it's oversold and it's underloved and all the obvious is, is being played in. The recession, the Pride Month, the theft. Um, but, yeah, do I think it can get worse before it gets better? I do. I always say that so that tonight when I come home, and my wife looks at me and she goes, did you have a good day or a bad day at work, honey? I'm going to be, it was a good day. I don't want to be that guy who like all wrapped up and it didn't play out quite perfectly for me today. Anyhow, let's move on. Um, Salesforce. Mark Bidioff says he dreams of the day when AI means the company's messaging system will wake up and become intelligent itself. Okay. I've met Mark Bidioff a couple times. Um, Pretty smart CEO, maybe a little too aggressive with merchants and acquisitions, which for the record, we should see some M&A soon. Why? Because NASDAQ's up 25 plus percent. They should look at their shares and go, you know what? We can buy the little smaller guys who are struggling. We can fold something in here for us. Um, Microsoft, NVIDIA, they, they both come to mind of make an acquisition. Use that expensive share price. And go get something, Tiger. They say, listen to this. Um, Microsoft's trying to acquire Activision. I own Microsoft and I own Activision. Um, they're saying that Microsoft may get out. The UK is like, oh, we do not think it is competitive. Oh. I know that's a little French sound in English, but it, my accents are never good. Um, long story short, Microsoft, two, the only two countries who are opposed to it right now are the United States and the UK and Microsoft's going to court over it. And I think they could win in the United States, but in the UK, they may not be able to, which gets this. They may stop selling Activision games in the UK and say, screw you guys. We're doing the merger anyway. And what they would do is they would get a European distributor to distribute the games in the UK. So that's an interesting thought. That is an interesting thought. Um, Not ideal. 
but it's a workaround. And for the record, um, Warren Buffett was loading up on shares of Activision because he saw that spread on Apple, not Apple, but Microsoft paying 95 bucks a share for Activision when it was an $80 stock. He goes, that's attractive. And when it was a $70 stock, it was like attractive. And recently he's been lightening up on it. Um, don't know what that's all about. But anyway, okay, 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 okay. okay. Back to Mark Benioff. I think he's a smart guy. Um, I think ultimately he's a, a very good man too. Um, I think he comes across as actually caring. I've seen him at a lot of charity events. Um, and I have enough money that I could raise my paddle next to him, you know? So I feel good about that. So we made a little eye contact. We've had a little chit chat. He knows who I am. Um, generative AI will have revolutionary impacts. He's been saying he's done really poorly. He overpaid for Slack, in my opinion. Um, he sees Salesforce integrating OpenAI's platform, ChatGPT, into Slack. His dream is that Slack is almost going to like wake up and become intelligent itself. Um, generative AI is going to have a revolutionary impact in the world. I agree with that. And I think we're still early. Do I think NVIDIA is the best way to play it? Uh, no, no. I think NVIDIA's play is it's, it's priced in two years of, of sales. If you get a market correction due to inflation, if you get a market correction due to debt ceiling, if you get a market correction due to something that's not tied towards the company, I'm accumulating shares. So, but only on pullbacks. It's a little broker advisor connection. Any stocks ever mentioned on the show? Um, generative AI can help users by saving time with routine tasks, gathering and summarizing research, conveying information concisely. People have been using technology in their personal, professional, and academic lives from applying to jobs to writing essays. Um, I'm not worried about the ethics issue. I think it's just the next step of technology. Um, does AI have problems with hallucinating and developing biases? Sure. But I can right now ask ChatGPT, I can say, give me a list of 25 tech companies who've been raising their dividend for at least 10 years. Boom, it'll kick out a number for me. Kick out the ticker symbols. I like that a lot. Again, chat GPT-4 better than chat PT 3.5. So know which version you're using. I'm Rob Black. Find me online at robblackshow.com. You are listening to the Rob Black Show podcast. For more information on EP Wealth, visit robblack.com. That's robblack.com. So let me show you the unsexy side of what I do. I know you like the tech stock side. But Australia's minimum wage is going to be increased by 5.75% on July 1, prompting upward revisions to the Reserve Bank of Australia's terminal cash rate forecasts. Japan's main monetary base was down 1.1% year over year. Germany's finance ministry is encouraging other ministries to limit next year's spending plans to close a 20 billion dollar 20 billion euro deficit. The European Central Bank policymakers um, are saying inflation is too high, but they're also acknowledging that ECB is not far from reaching its terminal rate, i.e. they'll be done raising rates soon. Wall Street likes that. Interest rates up, constricts demand, interest rates moving down, makes things move a little bit smoother. <laughs> Do you know the words you don't want to hear um, when you're on a, a date in your early dating years? Uh, my spouse told me about 
hey, have you ever used Smooth Move? I'm like, no. She goes, it's a tea that I'm like, I don't want to hear. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I'm good. I'm good down there. Smooth move. South Korea's GDP expanded at 0.3 tenths, one third of 1% quarter to quarter. So it's growing nine uh, less than 1% per year, 90 basis points per year over year. Um, it's not great growth. It's growth. New Zealand's terms of trade index was down 1.5% quarter to quarter. I deal with a lot of boring data. And it's interesting because I, I do know this about me. The only live TV I'll really watch is sports. Um, other than that, I'm like, I'm, I'm binging on Netflix or Max or something. Because I like the data of sports. It's very, very odd. So I do data in the morning and data at night. So now I just went over what uh, the big monetary banks around the world are saying and doing today. Some other things I'll do is I'll take a look at research. Um, some of it I go, oh, I did not know that. And it'll it'll get my mind inquiring about more. For instance, paychecks. They were initiated with a neutral day at UBS, target price 115 If they were issued with a strong buy or upgraded to a strong buy, I'd be like, does that mean we're sending out more paychecks? And the answer is yes. So companies like Paychex and Paycom, I pay attention to. ADP, automatic data as well. It gives me an idea on hiring. And, and economically speaking, it, it's a very sensitive read. So it gives me a pretty good guide on the economy. I can't believe I'm telling you. This has been like a weird month where I'm telling you more and more about what I do. I told you all about TAM this month or last month and the last 30 days. I'm telling you that there's some stocks that I just want the dividend from. It's really, really weird. So I'm opening up. The, there, there is no, the jacket's open. The kimono is open. Um, there's nothing up my sleeve. I will say that um, I'm really lucky I get to work with a great group, EP Wealth. They let me go on these podcasts and broadcasts and, and talk and teach you what to do and how to do it and how to create wealth. Of course, they want to manage the wealth for you when you get it. <clears throat> so there's a good relationship there. Um, if you want to learn more about what EP does, contact me at Robert Robleckshow.com. It's Robert Robleckshow.com. I use a financial planner and I use many of the services uh, ranging from tax planning to tax preparation to estate planning. It, it, when they help you with your portfolio, you get everything. College education. Um, God, I got interviewed yesterday. This was so cool. Let me tell you about the, how I closed my week this week. And it just blew my mind with happiness. I got emailed from a young lady at Redwood High School. And I'll just, I don't want to say her name. Um, she may not, she may be easily identifiable, all things considered. Um, but she emailed me and she said, uh, you know, um, I, my, for my senior project, I have to do a podcast and I have to interview an expert and me and my dad have been listening to you for years and it would be great to talk to you. Do you have 30 seconds? And so she's doing a, her economics teacher wants her to do it on, uh, why we don't talk more about personal finance with our friends, family, and other coworkers. And I'm like, that's what I do. I, I talk freely about it. And what's beautiful is her dad is such a cool guy that he had her listen to me while probably driving to school. Over the last few years, when I hear stories like that, it is the best part of my day. 
It's not that I don't like you. It's that I love that a young woman who's 17, 18 years old is going to Berkeley next year. He's got a cool enough teacher to put together a project, say, reach out to an expert and put together a package for me, because that's what's going to be important in life. Her ability to communicate and put together packages. If you're not completely into math science, you've got to have really good presentation skills. Um, so I talked to her for a little bit and she was really, really cute because um, she was a little nervous. And, you know, I was, too. Um, but I got interviewed yesterday and it's going to go into her podcast and. I think it made my day and I'm really proud of her dad. I'm really proud of her teacher. And um, I got both their emails. So I owe them a thank you because they raised a good kid. And it, it just reminds me the world's okay. Um, every now and then I, I take a look at the news and I'm like, oh, this sucks. It's the toughest part of my day. It really is. When I have to uh, digest politics and put it into a form that doesn't upset you. Um, I'm just really, really proud. And it was really Pretty cool. Um, I sent her a top 10 things to do in your 20s and a top 10 things to do in your 30s. And she says, good news. They're teaching a lot of this in high school now. Um, but she's like, I'm a far away from my 20s. And I'm like, no, you're not. You're two years away from your 20s. You're four years away from your first job. And you need to do that 401k. And you do need to hear things like marry well. And you do need to hear things like um, do a little generosity, do a little give back. Uh, maybe mentor someone who's in high school and uh, she offered to mentor my kids. And I think that's pretty cool. Uh, her teacher recommended acorn. So I, I, I feel really good. If anyone wants that list of top 10 things to do in your twenties or thirties, um, I think it's, 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 you don't have to get this right. You just have to play the game and learn because when you get to your forties, if you, if you don't have a pretty good understanding, you're going to work till the day you die. And that's what I want to end on today. Um, I got a big event coming up in San Carlos at a brewery. There's a couple breweries, so you have to sign up for the event to know which one it is. Um, that page should be live today at Rob Black Show. Rob Black Show. It's May 25th. It's in the month. Another Pints and Portfolios. It's back. Find out more at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. For more information about EP Wealth, visit robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.